Ray and Jay. You're listening to the Ray and Jay Podcast. Talking video games, sports, music, movies, comics, wrestling, and anything else that comes to our minds. With Ray Carcillo and Jason Finelli. Let's go. Welcome to episode number 66 of the Ray and Jay podcast. It is Friday morning in LA. It is 1 a.m. And my sorry ass is on the way to the airport to catch my flight home. Ray is going to go home and fall asleep for as long as he can. E3 2017 is in the books. And uh, we had a grand old time, didn't we? Yeah, it was a good show, Jay. It was a good show. It was a busy show, a lot going on, and uh, obviously, you know, there were some issues. I think adjusting to the public there at first, and um, but I think by the end, I think people, well, I think people were kind of figured some ways around it, and and we kind of just accepted it for what it is. But there'll definitely be some growing pains that everyone will learn from. And Jay, you should put your seatbelt on. Sorry. Yep. Put your seatbelt on, kids. Yep. Make sure your seatbelt is always on and fastened before the car starts. Do not take Jason's example. Let that be your PSA for the uh, episode here. Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, but yeah, so it, it, but it was a good show overall. I'm exhausted. You're exhausted. You're going to go home, and it's going to be a long trip for you, obviously, back to uh, Philadelphia. Um, it'll be a not as long trip for me back to your house. my apartment. Right. So we saw a lot of stuff, we talked about a lot of stuff, we watched, we played, we we laughed, we didn't cry all that much, and uh, let's let's get right to it. So um, what is one appointment that you had in the last two days that really stuck out to you as uh, something that everybody should be paying attention to? Uh, well, for me, oh, you know, for me, 505 Games... Uh, Bloodstained, which of course is the spiritual successor to Castlevania, and a little game called Laser League, which honestly could be the next Rocket League in terms of that surprise competitive game that kind of comes out of nowhere for folks. Okay. Uh, those two are definitely kind of kind of things I think people should keep an eye out for. Um, more on the AAA side, Agents of Mayhem has come along a far way since I last saw it in March, uh, which I'm excited for, uh, which is obviously, of course, kind of that... Saints Row successor crossed with uh, G.I. Joe. Um, but yeah, I would definitely uh, keep my eye out for those games, and I played those, of course, the past few days. Not bad. Um, you have been raving about Laser League since I saw you yesterday, so that's definitely something I want to keep an eye on uh, myself. Um, for me, uh, I had a lot of day today, Thursday. I saw three big-time publishers in Sony, uh, Ubisoft, and Nintendo, uh, Mario Odyssey is the truth. That game is just as good as advertised. It plays superbly well. It's goofy. It's, it, it's, it's fun. It's vast. It's, it, there's a lot to do, a lot to see, a lot to tinker around with, and I think a lot of people are really going to enjoy it uh, for a long time to come. It has the Mario personality that we all want. 
amped up uh, by the ability to possess things and become those things. Like in one level, this, there's a sand level that they let you play, and there's these these enemies, not enemies, but there's these, these things that live there that will run away from you if you uh, try to interact with them. But if you throw your hat, you can possess one, and they have sunglasses on their head. And if you hit the button to bring the sunglasses down, you can see hidden paths where you are in the level that you can then use to get coins and power-ups and stuff like that. So those kind of mechanics are something that I would expect to see throughout the entirety of the game. Um, and that's very fun. I'm very interested to see more of that as we get closer to its October release date. Um, what I played Fire Emblem Warriors, which is exactly what you think it is. It's the Warriors franchise with Fire Emblem characters. Not necessarily a bad thing. They do incorporate some Fire Emblem mechanics like pairing and uh, leveling up by character with the same type of screen and the, the plus ones and a bunch of different stats. Um, but essentially, it, it boils down to a very similar experience to other Warriors games. Uh, Ubisoft, basically, I just made up for the erroneous Skull and Bones playthrough I had on Monday night and played that today at their booth, and I'm glad I did. That might be my favorite new IP of the show. Um, that game is very good. And uh, it brings back the naval combat of Assassin's Creed 4, which some would say is the best part of the game, um, and makes it all its own, which that's, that's awesome. Um, Sony, I had a very interesting conversation with someone involved in God of War, and I will be writing that interview soon, or that discussion soon. Um, you need to read the. You need to. You need to read it. You need to hear what what was said. If you have any qualms or concerns about the direction of this game, this discussion should assuage them. Uh, I talked to Corey Balrog, executive director of the game. Uh, in a very intimate setting with two other journalists uh, for an hour. And it was just, it was one of the most fascinating things I've ever done being a part of this industry. Um, I'm trying to think what else I saw aside from that. I played a VR game called Archangel where you're in a big mech and you're shooting stuff. Pretty rudimentary. Kind of reminded me of Star Fox in the sense that it's in space. Um, and, and not in space, but it's like a futuristic setting. It's in, it's in a... Uh, ruined Chicago actually is where the level was set but it didn't really I mean it didn't really pique my interest as other VR games have um, and yeah I mean I saw saw some pretty cool stuff today what about uh, what else what else came up to you man what else was in your mind uh, let's see what else ha what else did I see um, that was good I guess I've seen some stuff that wasn't good um, Oh goodness! Uh, I'm so tired. I can't even think, Jay, of uh, what my my day consisted of and what my schedule was. And um, you know, I did some Total War Arena, which was actually fun, mixing Total War with war gaming. Basically, um, I saw the the oh god, what is it? See, I'm trying to find my notes because, again, I'm exhausted. Um, the Cat in the Hijab at the Indie booth, the Indiecade. Oh, interesting. 
which is, if you want to feel uncomfortable about the current social, you know, nature of our world, folks, that's one game you should play. Um, for sure, I saw and I saw more Crackdown Three today. Okay. Which uh, I definitely, um, I have I have concerns. I have concerns. I we still haven't seen the multiplayer with all the cloud-based destruction. We still haven't. Uh, I mean, the co-op campaign we learned was um, you can join a friend's game and their story will progress, but your story won't. And vice versa, if they join your game, your story will progress, but their story won't. Oh. Um, but I do like the idea that it's kind of open, completely open world, never takes control away from the player's hands. There's no cutscenes. And there's no mission icons. You, you just stumble upon bad guys, and then it kind of like triggers like a, a line that you have to kind of follow to take down the lieutenants of this evil organization uh, that basically has taken over the city, the island city of New Providence, which is two and a half times larger than what was in Crackdown 2. Hmm. So there are some good things coming, but there are also some that uh, that have me have me worried um the lack of mission markers is weird that's a very strange concept especially for a game that looks might not actually be open world but has that open world aesthetic to it yeah yeah it's, it's uh, yeah i don't know i don't really make a lot of sense but hey whatever they want to do that's fine um while ray brings up his notes here yesterday i had the pleasure of going to bandai namco's booth and getting my hands on some Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah. Good lord, that game is awesome. It's so fast. It reminds me of like Marvel Cap Two and its speed and and uh, little Guilty Gear action and its, and its fighting. It's very very good game. Um, that's one of the best, most pleasant surprises of this conference, if you ask me. Um, but a very very cool game that I'm very excited to see more of soon. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you liked it, because I definitely liked it. It felt like you're playing the cartoon. It really did, and it's weird how authentic it was. It's very weird, but it was it was quite good. Um, I'm excited to see how the roster of characters grows. I don't think they're going to go as extensively as, say, a Budokai game, but I would think that most of the fan favorites would be there. Yeah, you got to expect at least two dozen, I would think. Yeah. You, only, you only had a couple of arenas, too, so you got to hopefully you'll obviously see a bunch more there, too. But um, a very solid showing, very solid start uh, for them, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a good, solid show overall. I mean, we're just exhausted, folks. I mean, obviously, I am literally driving Jay to the airport. The laptop is in his lap. Yeah. My GPS is in my hand, one of my hands, because um, I, don't, I don't ever come to the airport from this route. Right, you come from your home, which right. is up another far, way, much, much farther north from here. So, um, but yeah, this was a good E3. A lot of folks held serve. I think uh, definitely some growing pains are happening um, in terms of how the industry is changing. And again, you know, we talked about this earlier today. It'll be interesting to see how this affects other conventions now over the course of the year. These 15,000 folks who are lucky enough to be here for three days to see E3, um, you know, in person, and then to, uh, 
you know, it'll be interesting to see if this like affects like PAX Prime, like right? Attendance, yeah, yeah, like attendance, yeah, like if it affects attendance or, or PSX or, um. I just hope the public, like, came in with an understanding of what was going to happen, and that understanding basically came true. I, I, I should hope that anyone who went on a public badge didn't just outright hate it because of the lack of access or whatever. They were still at E3, um, and that's how E3 is sometimes. Sometimes you just get told, no, you got to go over there, when you know you have to be in that place, and you just have to figure it out for your own or get someone to help you out or that kind of thing. It's just how it is. Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a trade show. It's not a convention. It's a trade show. That's true. And I think that... I think people in the community don't necessarily understand the difference because the video game industry doesn't do a lot of just trade shows. I mean, yeah, it has a small presence still at CES, but not like it used to. And, you know, the public at large doesn't go to CES as much anymore because of it. Because it doesn't, you know, there's... As technology changes, people don't care as much about home security devices and uh, fifty, you know, ninety-nine inch screen, flat screen TV technology that's ten years away and twenty years away from being affordable. You know, so you don't see the public presence at a CES as much, um, and that's why you never had it at E3. So it's, I'm curious to find out from people what they thought of it. Um, it seemed like a lot of people had a good time. A lot of people had enjoyed themselves. But, uh, definitely a, uh, <laughs> thank you. I'm so sorry. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm really starting to be right on that cusp of being run down. Um, because we've been doing this all week, folks. We've been doing this for six, well, I've been doing it for six days. And I've been doing it for five. And, uh, while it takes a lot out of you, it's totally worth it. There's a lot of good stuff that we saw, like I said. We'll probably go in a little more in depth on Monday when we both had the weekend to sleep it off. Um, this was just like a little preview guy on the way to the airport. You know what I mean? We're not trying to. We're not. We're not. We're not, we're not we got to pick our awards and all that stuff. We got some things to still have to talk about. We just wanted to give you something to let you know that E3 is done, and uh, it's time to go home and go to bed. <laughs> yep. So this is just. Uh... I mean, you want to pick a, you don't want to pick awards you don't want to pick a game of show and uh, do I'm still deciding I know I've been pretty confident on one but I, I want to sit down and really evaluate it just to see if there's anything else that could have crept over it oh but Jay I don't think the people are gonna listen to only 14 minutes oh you don't know that they might be like hey it's if you put quick update they might listen to it ah uh, all right yeah 14 minutes is good <laughs> because and also more importantly we're approaching the airport and I, fast. We did, and I don't want to like have to just cut it off real quick without a proper outro, um, because we have to get out of the white zone because it's for loading and unloading of passengers only, right? Right. So, um, for episode number sixty-six, a shortened episode, but uh, we'll, like one we'll go into a more deep dive on Monday, like I said. Uh, of maybe maybe we'll call this sixty-six A. Sixty-six A. That's a good idea. Um, for episode sixty-six A of the Ray and Jay podcast, he is Ray. I am Jay. Thanks, everyone, for uh, listening, as always. And we hope that you enjoyed the E3 coverage and listen for our 66B E3 wrap-up show coming shortly. Have a great night.